0: Hey, good afternoon, friends. What's happening? It's uh, 1230 on, shit, I think the 27th, maybe the 27th of July, 2020. It's 100 friggin' degrees outside, real feel. 95 right now it was 106 earlier in this big Black Betty Ram. That's what I call her, by the way, Black Betty. Gotta name the truck. Shiny. Fast, sleek, hauling freaking copious cargo. Black Betty. I could ride right over a motherfucker, you know what I mean? I can accelerate, get out of Dodge, do smoky burnouts if I need to. Throw a frickin' pile of wood in the back, go home, carve it with a chainsaw. Throw my cha- trash at the end of the day or... Undesirables in the back of the truck have adventures. Go to Lowe's, fucking big box store, pile in a bunch of lumber, build something. Black Betty, treating me good, sweetheart. I appreciate it. Look at this guy. He looks like he's up to no good. Prior recent, uh, recently out of jail. Um, Hey, I have a... Listen, my friends, I have a story to tell. Now, I already recorded this podcast. Somehow it eluded me. I'm going to try to... um, It didn't take, so I'm going to rock and roll with this now. The title of this podcast is going to be Enlightenment. So, a bunch of philosophers, high-level thinkers I've been turning my attention to. And I'm listening to this guy the other day. Again, Schmack Attack, Daniel Schmacktenberger say that three times fast. Guy's a freaking brilliant dude. And you know, people who are really intelligent, a lot of time they lack the powers of speech to convey it, right? So that can be a problem, right? Like your stereotypical college professor who knows a shitload about physics or organic chemistry, but they don't know, they can't communicate it to you. They can't transfer what they know to you. So that can be a problem. This guy doesn't have that dilemma, man. He is smart, sharp, fucking, and razor-sharp intellect, and the dude can communicate extremely well. So Daniel Schmachtenberger, you find a lot of his shit on Rebel Wisdom YouTube page. There is, it's called Emergence. His uh, his speech is, I guess it was a... It was a Meeting of the Minds, kind of like a seminar series or uh, kind of like a Burning Man or some sort of thing. He's calling it Emergence, and he's speaking about a, his philosophies in front of a bunch of people, a little fire burn in the background. Look up Schmachtenberger Emergence. So, at about 13 minutes, he chimes in and drops this fucking knowledge. This will blow your mind, right? Anyway, it blew mind. So he says, our universe, the, the the universe as we know it, came alive. And whether it was the Big Bang or the Big G-O-D or whatever creative force it was, there's an attractance, just like there's gravity and gravitation, there's a gravitational pull. Uh, on the earth and on these large planets and moons and shit there is an attractive force, the physics of our universe that we've learned a bit about okay yes, there's a lot we still don't know but we know that the earth doesn't doesn't, uh, or the sun doesn't revolve around the earth that we are not at the center of the universe right pull up Carl Sagan's pale blue dot speech and he'll illustrate that to you. We are a mode of dust, quote-unquote, suspended on a sunbeam. Sun Essentially a rock covered in water. And we are in proximity to a star. One star of countless stars. 13 billion years old is our universe. Those are the figures that I've heard. The Earth's age is reportedly 4.5 billion years old. That's a long time. Geological time is long. That's quite the past right there. So this guy says, the universe came alive, created the world. Biology. Life. We crawled out of the primordial soup. Or maybe we're little figurines that God is playing with some grandfatherly... Deity. Whatever the case, we are here and evolution has taken place from the most, the tiniest single celled organisms, very simple, to complex biological creatures, humans among them. So the universe came alive and awakened inside of us. In other words, we have the intellect, we have the brain capacity the computing power to discern, to have learned some things about the big questions of life why are we here, what else is going on out there, this past week I just admitted that the stories and reports about alien aircraft and alien life that it's legit it happened and it's real just like uh, forget the guy's name, but he was big on Joe Rogan there. Said he worked on reverse engineering of alien spaceships, flying saucers, and stuff in Area 51 back in the 70s. Look that shit up. Okay? Listen to him tell the story. Anyway, we are here. We are evolved sufficiently to be able to make sense of this world that we live in and the wider universe. There's a. We don't know a lot, but we of what we know. Uh, it's fucking humbling, and so how crazy is that? That the world came. The world is able to examine itself. The universe is able. We're able to study the universe. Some of the laws of physics, astrophysics, and try to understand better. Our human beings are able to examine things and and try to shake things out, try to come to some conclusions about this world, this life, cognition, consciousness, what has come before us and what may succeed us. And so this guy Schmachtenberger, he blew my mind when he said that. And he said a lot more gracefully than I could ever. But how about that? Very, very interesting. So that's a great thing. Like, why are we here? Well, I don't know exactly how we're here. Maybe it's just evolution. Maybe we just started small and crawled out of the slime. Like some frog eggs deposited in a pond... And we just kind of slither out and and swim around for a while, grow legs, and then next thing you know, we're a full-fledged frog. That previous conglomeration of cells differentiating into webbed feet and and hands, and we're out there preying upon insects and shit. Maybe it's just that simple. We observe enough biological systems to understand about things like photosynthesis. And I was telling my daughter the other day, well, she goes, I don't know about eating animals. See, yeah, I understand your hesitance, honey. Um, but if you really think about it, we're all just eating sunshine, kind of, because the sun is the primary source of energy on our planet. We're fortunate to have it, to live close enough to it, that the sun shines on the earth Bathes it with ultraviolet light, various spectrums of light. Plants grow. They consume carbon dioxide. They respirate their cells, not in a dissimilar way to our cells, our human animal cells. The, cell, the plant cells basically make sugar. The tree grows. An animal eats the leaves or the fruit of the trees. The animal grows. We eat the animals. Animals eat animals. And so we're all coming from the sun. That's why I think it was very uh, sensible that the Egyptians worshipped the sun. Maybe based upon agricultural uh, seasons and such. But, you know, it's great. It's not. We don't have it all figured out. But isn't isn't it awesome that we have the capacity, amid all the shit that we fuck up, that we can learn, and that we can try to understand and make the world a better place? That we have that ability. And Schmachtenberger and others talk about how you know you look at civilizations across history. And you know, you know Rome is not Rome anymore. Rome is uh, these empires of the past, be it the Ottoman Empire, or the Roman Empire or the Mongol Empire or other empires that I don't never learned about or can't recall at the moment. Those are gone. They've changed, turned into something else, a different society, a different way of living, maybe retaining the essence of past. But Rome fell and if we're on track for that same sort of we've got that same trajectory right now it's upon us so what are we going to do that's different are we if we're intelligent enough to look at the universe and examine it and appreciate our vantage point and the things that we've done right and the progress made But we are humble enough, we have sufficient humility to say, this is where we're fucking up, all right? These are the similar problems that would limit the growth and development and the flourishing of any society. The same problems that have happened before, history repeating itself. We are our own worst enemy. A uh, guy talked about uh Schmachtenberger's talking about how you know, stone tools go back to cave person times, the wheel, fire, stone tool, your your fist, uh, stone tool, a spear, of a longbow, a crossbow, a musket, a cannon, a ballistic missile, a nuclear warhead. <laughs> you know? an electromagnetic pulse thing like we have continued to develop our tools our instrumentation our social structure and to what end you know it's it's very clear that we can continue to do this we can continue to build and develop and turn our guns on one another or we can realize the futility and all that and the futility in extracting infinite resources from a finite planet, right? You know, Elon Musk and others are talking about terraforming Mars, which sounds interesting and it's probably good to, to think about our other options, but holy shit. Basically, the, the reality is we could be, with the population growth and exponential technologies It really is a matter of time before there's something far worse than a viral pandemic. I mean, there could certainly be disease run amok as we tear down rainforests and the permafrost melts and all that shit. There's going to be pandemics. There's going to be pandemics potentially far worse than this. And who knows if this was engineered by man that changes everything, doesn't it? If this is something that was deliberately weaponized and whether it escaped on its own or somebody did it on purpose, we obviously see the havoc that can be wrought from this sort of thing. So, we are able to reflect if we if we care to, if we can Take this time right now, this pause that we're on, due to the pandemic. If we're able to examine our society, our relationships, our social structure, our infrastructure, our trade practices, um, our economy, and how we view everything. And if we're able to take a step back and a deep breath and say... This is in our best interest. This is absolutely not. This is where we're fucking up. We want the world to become better, right? We want our future inhabitants of this earth to receive something, you know, worthwhile. And so that's why this is such an epiphany for me, this emergence. Is that if you really, like... uh, Whatever. You get caught up in the mundane and you're thinking about all the little minutiae, stresses, bills to pay. Uh, New text message from 11113000. That's good. Fuck you. Um, you think about all these, you know, like what we got going on. What our world looks like. If we're able to take a step back and take a deep breath and just examine all that's good and all that we're fucking up, that's important to do. It's a very important step to take. And it takes a lot of fucking introspection and humility and care and empathy, which the world is kind of lacking right now, right? So... Fascinating stuff. I definitely recommend, if you were the type of person um, that likes to, in your spare time, pour over some of the, the big problems of life and how we can potentially solve them. You know, things might seem like small potatoes or whatever. I started to say before, the mundane... We get mired down in the mundane, and some days I'm so busy and I'm so stressed and I'm so pulled in different directions that when I get, at the end of the day, I just want to do something mindless. I just want to, you know, listen to music or watch a podcast or take a walk down the creek with my dog. But when you finally get away from that noise and you tap into some signal, difference between signal and noise, right? Noise is all that shit that just conspires to confuse us and and it's like being in the current. And it, the current is just going to pick you up and sweep you down the river. Now, if you can navigate somehow, if you can get yourself ashore or if you can build a craft and and decide to... Um, to steer around obstacles or take a preferred path down that river of life. That is awesome. So if you're the type of person that likes to ponder things, then I definitely would recommend you looking into rebel wisdom. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like like I'm, I'm learning something useful. Because how many people do we know and how often do we feel like, ah, I'm 45 years old. You know, got a got a house, got kids, got you know, go go on a vacation once or twice a year. I can pay my bills. I can keep my head above water. That's enough. Maybe I'll just drink beer and uh, and smoke meats on the weekend barbecue. It's not enough for me. You know, like I, I like to make room in, in my life for these ponderances, these considerations that, I don't know, I guess a lot of other folks either lack the interest or lack the wherewithal to do it. I think in most cases, cases it's the interest. We are so programmed, you know, from the commercials we watch to the news stations that we tune into. You're literally tuning your brain into something when you're turning on... CNN or Fox News or your web browser, whatever, you are tuning into a frequency that's going to fill your mind with information. Most of it is ugly because we are, as human beings, our brains are still hardwired to identify the threat. How can we dodge the threat? Where is it coming from? And so it's very easy for the media to steer us in the direction that they want us to, to go, keep us scared, keep us concerned about things. But if we can really look at some of these big problems that the world has and come to some conclusions, some conclusions about them or come up with something interesting, to me that's cool. Trying to find ways that we can live better, live cleaner, a circular economy where we we produce products and then the waste from those products we reuse and put right back into um, into service we're we're right on the cusp of that understanding why that's important to do so making use of our trash not just producing you know drinking a bottle of water and discarding the plastic container we all know how fucked up that is, single-use plastics, right? Just one example. But we waste a lot. We misuse a lot. Um, We misuse our thoughts and our mind and our body. And in a way, we're kind of slaves to our society. But if this society keeps going in the same direction it has, it will fall. And what will rise from the ashes? Will be something better, something worse? If we truly care to harness our destiny and, and are become interested in make, building better mousetraps, finding ways to remodel civilization in every way, in all the most positive and advantageous ways, then we should fucking do it. And you got to listen to shit like this, emergence, Daniel Schmachtenberger. Have a good day.